0: Hola, amigo! Oh. oh uh, yeah. What? Catch you off guard? Uh,
1: yeah. I thought I was in
0: America. No hablo inglesia, senor.
1: Me permite ir al baño, por favor. That's all I learned.
0: Yeah, it's right around the corner.
1: Can I go to the bathroom, please? That's how you got out of Spanish class.
0: Well, here is what I learned. Say me, Thomas, South Teatro, Cinco Minutos, Plaza.
1: Abre mis ojos, so Cristo. Yeah, say. You know a little more Open than me as my heart. I don't even know if that was right. I remember seeing it at
0: some point. I know enough to invite somebody.
1: Are you one of those guys that go to a restaurant and you speak the native tongue? Like when you order off the menu, you're like, hi, ya No. If you're at the Chinese place?
0: No. I can order in Spanish. I can only order what's on the menu. That's it. I can't ask for anything
1: else. I always just go by the number. Number one.
0: Yeah, I don't.
1: B42, please. Uh, it's like white well, bingo.
0: Yeah, at a Chinese restaurant. I can say uh, tacate and uh, Dos Equis. I can say McDonald's and Double Cheeseburger. Yeah, that's not Espanol, though. But they know what it means. It's universal. Double Cheeseburger's not.
1: McDonald's is everywhere.
0: It is. And golly,
1: but... we're going to pay those people $15 an hour to not get my order right.
0: Uh, okay, so McDonald's story. You brought it up. I went to, I went I don't ever go to McDonald's, ever. I probably haven't been there in like a year. I went there today to take Isabel there uh, on the way to school because we had a dentist appointment this morning, so we missed school.
1: So today was Daddy Day,
0: Uh, Daddy Morning. Sort of, Daddy Morning. I had laid in the dental chair longer than she did, so really she played on my phone while I was getting my teeth worked on. Anyways, long Hmm. story short, uh, on the way to school, I had to get her lunch because by the time I got her there, they had already had lunch. And I ordered her a kid's meal. French, uh, not French fries, uh, apple, the apples. Yes. So chicken nuggets, apples. Of course, they got it wrong. I did not get my apples. I got French fries. Yeah. I was like, what in the world? There's a specific reason we order the apples, not the French fries. And that reason
1: is to not be judged by the parents behind you. Exactly.
0: <laughs> I got her a Sprite instead of the milk because she spilled milk in my truck before. Yeah. And it has rotted. And it it smelled disgusting for about a year.
1: Somebody pranked me one time in high school by putting milk in a plastic or not plastic cup, but a styrofoam cup, shoved it under my seat. So it sat there forever, and then when I tried to find it, I moved my seat back, in which then shattered the styrofoam cup. In then my car just stunk for weeks. I remember that.
0: Is that you? That was not me, but um, I remember. Mm, I, I don't know, know. I know who it was.
1: But I don't even remember who it was. It was Ryan at Pizza Hut. Brian or Ryan? Ryan. Oh.
0: Ryan. Ryan. He's well, the one who did it. Ryan,
1: it's coming your way. I'm going to find you. Even know where he lives? I on? will find you. I will not kill you, but put milk in your <laughs> car.
0: So were you doing a Bat Dad there, or were you doing Liam yeah. Neeson? Do you have a special set of skills, and you're going to use them to get back at him? Yes. Gotcha. So you're Liam. Yes, sure. All right, because you kind of sounded—that's how you start out, but then you finish like Batman.
1: <laughs> Ryan, uh, please uh, email in your address so I can
0: find you. So you don't have a special set of skills. <laughs> then. You just give it away, Dusty. <laughs> Christmas is coming up. You got any plans? You going to Missouri?
1: Uh, I probably am gonna go Christmas Eve see my fam, but it'll have to be a quick turnaround trip. You know, There's It's always a quick turnaround trip every time I go. She can't ever squeeze in the time.
0: When I used to go, it was never quick. Uh,
1: My gym
0: is doing like a thing on... Hey, instead of saying your gym, let's say the name of it. We'll
1: give them a shout out. Valor Strength and Fitness. There we go. In Tulsa, Oklahoma. But what's really funny about this gym... All right, so people are great. It's not one of those CrossFit gyms that you think, oh, these guys are douchey. So my friend Andrew, you might have known him by the name of Fish on a podcast that you might listen to once in a while. He invited me to go to this gym with him and check it out, because they're they're running it as a non-profit, and shoot, I'm poor. It's I a would, great gym. I would love to lose some man boobs and kind of get back into a shape. I was never in shape, but a shape, some sort of shape would be
2: Round nice. is a shape,
0: Dusty.
1: Well, I got that one covered. I'm, I'm wanting something new, but... So, anyways, Andrew invites me. We go. We work out for what a good month. You yeah, know it was a month. Get my wife involved, and she's loving it. It's a good, you know, couple thing we're doing together. Andrew,
0: month and a week.
1: Andrew, um, or fish, or
0: whatever me, he. Me.
1: You? Oh, it's you. Oh, it's yeah. Me. Okay. So he, uh, he buys him some brand new lifting
0: shoes. Yeah, they're actually. Oh, they're not in here. They're outside.
1: He buys him some brand new lifting shoes. And then quits the gym. Yep. He has not worn those shoes. No, I did. I wore them three times. I think you wore them just to show people that you had them. No, because we actually lifted. That's a lot of money to spend on some shoes. Like, it's a free gym. It's not free. $20 a month. Basically free.
0: Close to free, yes. So, Andrew,
1: is your New Year's resolution to get back in the gym?
0: No. Cause we miss you. I've thought about going back. I like my sleep.
1: Yeah, I mean the six a.m. class is pretty terrible to wake up for, but it's better than like a six p.m. class because then that's
0: just. Well, you know, I don't know. Like... I can do six p.m. better than I can do six a.m.
1: We'll do it. There's people that go there and listen to you.
0: I know that that class is loaded. Our friend Fletch,
1: Fletch is leading the five p.m. class or five thirty. He only does like it
0: like once a month. He teaches at um, CrossFit Tulsa now.
1: Oh, I don't talk to him. He doesn't come in the six
0: o'clock. He doesn't really go there much. So it's just really funny that Andrew got me
1: to finally start going to the gym, and then just I failed on him. Yep. I think he was jetting because I was beating him.
0: Yeah, you did but lifting. Andrew did.
1: can out cardio me, but I can.
0: Oh well, no, you could overhead more. Well, was it overhead?
1: I can lift more.
0: You couldn't lift more because I could deadlift way more than you. You wouldn't even try. Well, and I stopped like four boats. I just
1: started trying because I was worried about tweaking my back. And like I did
0: my shoulder, which is why I left.
1: And let's just say
0: I got to Sam's.
1: So needless to say, Andrew, my Christmas wish is that you come back to the gym.
0: Why don't you make that your New Year's resolution to get me back instead? To get you instead back. Have your Christmas wish because a wish may not come true, but a resolution you can keep working. At.
1: Resolutions never last.
0: Yeah that's more like it then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you start coming back again and then you quit
0: probably. Yeah. I don't know if I'm much of a finisher. I can start You're
1: stuff. a good starter
0: of projects, I'll give you that. Right. It's just finishing it all. This week, we are talking about costumes. Church costumes. Literal church costumes. So what you Literally the church.
1: costumes you wear when you go to church.
0: Yes, not the figurative. <laughs> we are going to talk about the figure in costumes also a little bit well we have a special guest what was his name joe moore joe moore all right we'll get to that interview here in a moment today we have joe moore with us joe is with real life podcast Joe, welcome.
1: We're actually at Joe's house right now because he has a better setup. Moochers. <laughs> exactly. We, uh I mean, we're in Joe's
2: bedroom, which is kind of awkward, but...
0: Well, when you say it like that, we're...
1: Kind
2: of if you didn't
0: say it, it wouldn't have been awkward. Hey, Until least, you said it, now we're all kind of feeling awkward. At least you're not laying on his bed anymore.
1: <laughs> I know, right? That's it true. was really comfortable. It's oh amazing, yeah, it's amazing you're still single.
0: I've
2: I've had <laughs> I've had many a friend lay on my bed and say I don't want to get up.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> if you guys uh, have heard us, we've talked about real life podcast before. Sorry, the real life podcast. Yeah, and it's
1: uh, like the Ohio State, you know, the real life podcast, the right.
0: Buccaneers. It's, yeah, yeah. I'm a big football
2: guy.
1: Yeah, I know. I've <laughs> listened to your podcast. Yeah, I listen to, to Joe's podcast, and I say Joe's because nobody else decided to show up today.
2: Right. Yeah. I am the Lone Ranger. Oh, I should have called it the Lone Ranger podcast. Yeah, There we go. Hmm. That
1: would have made way more sense, more yeah. accurate.
2: Like, oh, occasionally I have a guest and his name is Steven, or occasionally <laughs> a guy named Mark shows up.
1: Mark, man. Mark has always i've never met mark and i've i hang out with you guys on a pretty not consistent basis i hang out with johnny a lot more but i mean i i I tend to see you guys periodically but i've never met mark every time like i've been on your podcast he's gone suspiciously and he we're actually supposed to have joe and mark Was supposed to be the deal
0: yep originally it was gonna be
2: johnny too well yeah, they were originally it's supposed to be the the <laughs> the real life podcast. <laughs> You're right. Including the four of us. <laughs> well, Steven's not here. Johnny's out of the country. Mark has something to do, so it's just me now. I mean if you guys didn't want us to, to even
0: Oh no, I love
2: I love doing podcasting, so I'm always glad to
0: Well I mean at least you didn't run away out of the country like Johnny. Yeah.
2: Johnny saw that you guys wanted him, to, wanted him to be on your podcast, and he was like, oh, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go
1: out of the country. Was <laughs> he on a cruise or something? Yeah, he's on so an like 11-day yeah.
0: cruise. Marriage counseling or something? <laughs> Sounds about right. So, Joe, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Man, I uh, grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma,
2: and I am just – the only thing I've ever known is podcasting. Uh, um, never listened to music, never gone to church. All I know is podcasting. So that's, <laughs> never, no, no, I, me and, me and Johnny and Mark and Steven, actually all the guys from the podcast, we all went to the same college. So we're all kind of the, one of them Christian guys who always grew up in church and everything. And so you're
1: really conservative and you have,
2: <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> um, in the Christian perspective, not conservative, um, necessarily at all, but you know, it is what it is. And, Everybody has different perspective, exactly. And growing up in the Christian, you know, culture and, and in the middle of the Bible Belt, um, I, you know, definitely don't mind kind of turning turning my back on the, on the uh, traditional conservative views on things, which is very freeing in a way. Yeah. So, anyways, that's why I like coming on, you know, these things and talking about stuff that. We've all grown up hearing and knowing and learning and demonstrating. And now we're kind of questioning and be like, ah, is this really what this means? You know, is this the way it's supposed to be? So anyways, I'm excited to talk about what we're going to talk about today. Excellent.
0: Yeah. That's exactly why Dusty and I started this is we kind of, we didn't think it was how it was supposed to be. We didn't think that's what church was supposed to be. And, uh, we just started questioning it. And we wanted better answers.
2: Yeah. Is there something wrong with questioning? Do you guys think when people doubt or question things, is there anything wrong with that? Hey, Joe, this is our podcast. podcast? (laughs) (laughs) We ask the questions
1: here. Uh,
0: But I will answer that. No, there's no – I don't think there's any issue with questioning. I think we should all question. Otherwise, I mean, we're sheep being led to slaughter. Yeah. Dusty, did you want to answer that question?
1: No, I was just gonna ask Joe. You're you are single, right?
2: I am single. Yep, ready to um, mingle. Just got divorced. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I'm yeah, I'm single and ready ready to mingle. I've been
1: I've been trying to set up Joe with my sister Crystal. I I did Snapchat her today and they're like you like man buns, right? Oh lord! <laughs> and <laughs> then I turned yes. around
2: and he took a picture of my butt. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. She yeah, didn't realize what man buns bun I was you. talking about. <laughs>
0: Actually, what you didn't know is he kept that one for himself. <laughs> yeah, that
1: one—that <laughs> one's my uh, my background.
0: <laughs> Forgot to warn you about him. Yeah, he's he's one of those awkward guys. That
2: keeps photos of other guys' buns. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and you are starting another podcast, right? Maybe something that's a little more successful.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll see if it's successful or not. Um. I'm going to put it in the Christian category on iTunes so maybe a different little market there that yeah. may uh reach more people I feel like, you know, since there's less submissions in the Christian category than there are the secular <laughs> I hate that word, the secular, you know, personal journal category of iTunes, but yeah, it's um I'm not going to say anything about it except it's going to be super cool, um super relatable for especially people who've grown up in church and it's definitely not your average christian podcast i'll say that
1: so you're basically trying to get people to listen to your the real life podcast to figure out what happens with
2: yeah it could be your side it could
1: be the plan yeah well fantastic that was a great question dusty and we got a great <laughs> answer
0: <laughs> dusty has to pat himself on the back cuz we won't <laughs> Did you have something else you wanted to rag on them about Dusty? Like, um...
1: oh, freak, Joe! We have one review on our podcast on iTunes, and it's from somebody we don't know. So this really isn't a just about Joe, but I mean, I've left a, a review on your podcast. Mm-hmm. And you've not returned
2: the favor. And oh man, I, I didn't even think about that. I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: and you say it on your podcast every week, I'm like subscribe, rate, review. We can't get any of our friends to freaking subscribe, rate, and review our. Well, podcast. I will
2: go do that tonight. Sure, probably tomorrow. Maybe. I mean, maybe next week. Yeah. So <laughs> <I'll, laughs> by the time this airs,
1: maybe <laughs> you will
2: have it. Wait, you might have two reviews on that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Sweet.
2: Yeah. And actually, talking about reviews, we had a review on mine that I missed, so I'm gonna have to go and you know reconcile with whoever left it. Yeah.
0: But, anyways, Man. I expected my
1: mom to leave a review, and no, nothing.
0: <laughs> well, in all fairness, Dusty, you haven't signed in with your account either and reviewed it.
1: So you haven't signed with yours. So yeah. I'm not shut the up. one
0: who's who's raving on about it though. We
1: are talking today about church costumes. Chapter six:
0: Church Costumes.
1: You know costumes that people wear <laughs> in church,
0: like a like a Barney costume, yeah, yes. like superhero costumes. Yeah,
1: like we we actually our church we have a costume party on Halloween. Everybody wears a costume. I won a hundred bucks this uh, year. What yeah. was your costume? A skanky catwoman. Almost, it was pretty close. to That I, my wife. Well, let's just say I was. I kind of looked like a weekend at Bernie's kind of guy. I was just supposed to be a creepy guy at the beach. I shaved down to a mustache, and I'm blonde <laughs> hair, so I dyed it black. So it was just already really creepy because I yep. get blonde hair with a black mustache. And then I had like an unbuttoned shirt, so I'm not like the most fittest guy in the world. So you know, I had some belly and some man boobs showing. And uh, really short shorts, a nice little bucket hat, and some aviators on. So it looked really creepy, like cops would be called on me type of thing. Nice. And then my wife was, we're, we're a team here. And so my wife was a coconut tree. <laughs> and so I made sure to sit under her coconuts, uh, during, oh, <laughs> during <my> church. Oh gosh.
2: <laughs> Did you come up that by yourself?
1: Well, that's my wife and I. Like yeah. we, we, uh, we already got like a church ugly sweater costume idea. If our church does an ugly sweater week. Yeah. It, that we are next week. You probably, you probably have seen it. Um, and I don't know if we'll do it because it is pretty too close, but it's like, uh, you've seen where it's like kind of the boot, like a girl, girl's wearing a shirt and like one boob is like decorated like a, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yep. And so then we're, so we're thinking about her doing that, like just not, obviously not cutting her shirt, or showing her boob, but like have something over it for Rudolph. And then I'm going to cut my shirt. To show my man boob. Like, to
2: actually show your skin.
1: Yes, show skin and then draw, like, a reindeer on it. Nice. I don't know. Like, I show way too much skin at church. It's pretty, (laughs) pretty crazy.
2: Do you ever go shirtless while you're on stage?
1: You know, like. Like,
2: lead worship shirtless?
1: The spirit has never (laughs) led me that direction, no.
2: Well, has he ever convicted you of it?
1: You know, there's, there's times where I'm like, man, I just need to be bare before the Lord like Adam and Eve.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and just... Swing low sweet chariots.
1: <laughs> I mean, it was hard enough to come into this podcast. Um, obviously I'm not wearing today what I wore at church because you actually played drums for us this week. So that was, thank you for doing that. Yeah. Cause... I got,
2: I got to see everyone in their, in their bareness, if you will, <laughs> uh, backstage in the green room. So yeah.
1: And so uh, I've obviously have gone home and changed clothes, um, to something a little more comfortable.
0: I've added clothes. Well, okay, I've added <laughs> Wait a, a minute. I've added a belt. So That's you were it. shirtless? I was beltless at church. I was not in my Sunday best.
1: You're in the same clothes, right? Is that what yeah, you wore? Yeah.
0: I I wear, I usually maybe wear the I'm the only clothes. one that
1: just like, strips down as soon as I get home.
0: Yeah, I just don't find the sense in dirtying up more clothes.
1: Who said putting on more clothes? I just stripped down.
0: But you weren't wearing that at church.
1: Oh, well, I say this. It's like, you know... It's still the bachelor mindset where if I only wear... I, you have like 12 hours to be able to wear jeans. So if I only wear it to church for two hours, then I don't have to wash them yet because I still got 10 more hours of wearable yep. time <laughs> on the jeans. Yep.
0: Really, I just do the sniff test. If it passes, it's good. Yeah. What this chapter is really about is not just those type of costumes, but the practice of putting on our Sunday best in general. Uh, th- this practice... Did you want to say something? You stole my book.
1: I'm, like, trying to find my book, trying to find where stuff I wrote down.
0: We know you don't use it anyways, Dusty. That's true.
1: That's <laughs> true. <laughs> I'm a hard time reading these books.
0: So this practice really started in eight, 1843 by a gentleman named Horace Bushnell in Connecticut. That's and an
2: awesome name. Yes, <laughs> Bush. Hor- Horace Bush. Bushnell. That feels like one of those names that you'd write,
0: like, on a bathroom wall. Like, <laughs> Call Horace Bushnell. For a good time. (laughs) Well, George Barna, your good old pal George, he did uh, fact check this stuff, so I assume this is correct. Horace, his view was that the sophistication and refinement were attributes of God and that all Christians should resemble them or should uh, emulate them. And so that's kind of where the... Whole practice of your Sunday best came into and that's play. That's literally
1: wearing your best clothes, like suit and right. tie. Is that what you're talking about?
0: Yes. So we're not talking figuratively. We're talking literally. Your clothes that you wear. Correct. Being your best clothes. It, correct. It is literal clothes. What Dusty and I thought was this was a more of a figurative chapter. It's not. Like yeah. It's
1: all about like people like faking who they are at church, and so that's what made me think of <laughs> the real podcast guys. Was like, man, they're. They totally have examples of faking Christianity and being <laughs> being a Sunday Christian and not a real life Christian
2: well, when you say costumes, it implies that oh it 's something that they aren't so exactly. so when the, when the book says church costumes, you 're like, oh well, they're coming to church, appearing like all, they have it all together, but it 's really hell you know at home so that 's what I
0: thought of right well, and and maybe when this book was written, because I believe it was initially written in two thousand and two, this may have still been an issue. In a lot of churches, it's not really an issue today. As you see, a lot of people wearing denim or shorts and flip flops to church right. these the, days.
1: The growing churches are the comfort style churches. Which, how did you grow up? Did you grow up?
2: Uh... It, it was kind of mixed. Like, um, I grew up, and probably up to about you know tenth or eleventh grade or so, it was it was pretty. Like professional, professional looking, you know, you, you wear your best. Like the women wear that, their nice dresses and heels. The men wear, if not a suit, then like, you know, a nice shirt with a tie and slacks. Mm-hmm. But it, as I, you know, I got into, um, late high school, it started to relax a little bit. And granted, I did stay at the same church my entire late life up till just a few years ago. So I got to see the progression or the regression, if you will. Mm-hmm. So especially people on stage. Like there's no way they would have been able to wear jeans or like you know a t-shirt or shorts on stage,
0: or even the pastor. Oh, for sure. And not, nowadays, for sure not the pastor. Right. Nowadays, pastors wearing jeans and t-shirts. nowadays yes.
1: our pastor wears like a singlet and does.
0: Oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't know what
2: you guys. Do. My my pastor usually wears like a fishnet, like sleeveless
0: shirt. <laughs>
1: One time our pastor, he dressed up as Superman, and he had like a <laughs> spandex Superman. So like his whole package is basically out there for the whole church to see. For his. And he preached a sermon wearing all that. See, I don't that.
0: remember that one. I remember him singing.
1: You do remember him coming out of a coffin saying Superman is alive? Oh,
0: yes, because I put that coffin out there. Yes, I do remember that. Yes. So I remember him coming in a wrestling singlet, though. And doing Destiny's Child's All the Single Ladies or Beyonce, sorry, all the single ladies in the singlet. Terrible. Oh my goodness. I
1: thought I had to repent after church. Like I had to repent for (laughs) going to church.
2: Well what do you think a pastor from nineteen ninety two would look and see him wearing a Superman costume on stage? And how would he respond to that? He'd be like, "What?" Well, my is
1: dad, this? my dad was telling me stories. You know the band Petra. Sure. Like, when they first came out, he was telling me stories about how his church, like, really, like, looked down upon them going to a
2: Petra concert. Yeah, because it was it was heavy metal. Yeah. Hard rock.
1: And my even even also just kind of the same thing. But my uh, mom was divorced, and she had three kids, and my dad decided to marry my mom, and the church like looked down on that like crazy. Yeah. It was, a, it, I guess it was. A, it, I didn't know this as a nine-year-old kid, but I guess it was a really big issue for my dad to be with a divorced woman. <laughs> I'm like, oh my Well, gosh. I mean,
2: there are parts in the Bible where you know that says not to do that. Exactly. And yeah. so, I mean, people take that literally. But
0: it also says this whole chapter is about our Sunday best, but that's not really where we're going to stick today, as you guys can already tell. This chapter is kind of, in my opinion, is kind of void. A little outdated. Right. It is. Like I said, maybe when this book was written, it was still an issue. And it's probably,
1: has more to deal with that guy's church that he grew up with, and he's probably like Joe was still a part of it till not right. a few years ago. And so, there's a lot of churches that, yeah, they, they still wear their Sunday best. But here's my question. Um, okay, so Joe, you and I, we, we played, uh, at a church, you played drums, I led, the guitar play – or let's sing, play guitar. I don't do that in T-shirts and shorts. Like I don't sh- – like I, I'm okay showing up to church service in a T-shirt and shorts. But there's something about when I am leading part of a service that for some reason, like it, it just feels different. It's a different atmosphere if I have a button-up shirt on and jeans, which is basically today's style of a suit and tie. You know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like plaid shirt, slim jeans, you know, hip shoes,
1: <laughs> hip hip shoes, yes, hip rolled shoes. up jeans at the bottom
2: yeah exactly
1: so i don't I don't really know, like so the book talks about how that was bad in the time where people it was like a, what was it, Andrew, to separate middle class
0: yeah, to separate the middle class from the lower class, so at
1: the time clothes got a little cheaper, and so the middle class was able to kind of buy nicer clothes, and that kind of helped separate them from. The lower class people in the churches did that as well, you know, and I remember going to churches growing up and my my family didn't have a lot of money growing up. They provided exceptionally well for what they had. And I remember I had holy jeans, you know, they're old and there would be older people in the church in their suit and ties going, you know, this is the Lord's house where. You know, you need to be dressed up a little bit more. Like, this is the best I have, you know. Yeah. Um, for my birthday, my parents got me a Tommy Hilfiger shirt, which, like, was huge. And then I wore it to school and found out that it's a fake. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, but but it was, it's just that that kind of atmosphere of, of people setting themselves apart from the other, like, setting middle class apart from the lower class at our church in that time. And so, now, is that what I'm doing? I'm kind of just questioning myself because, like, is that what I'm doing when I'm leading worship? And I'm dressing nicer. I dress nicer on Sunday morning when I lead worship than I do when I do anything else. Really?
2: Yeah. Well, and I mean, just think about it. Like visually, if you show up to a church, like any random church, and you have everybody who wears their absolute best clothes they had, you'll have rich people, wealthy people who will show up in a eight hundred dollar suit or tux, you know. And then you'll have some people who show up in a uh, extra 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 large T shirt from Walmart that was on sale for three ninety nine, right? And that's, that's a boys some men T shirt. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's literally like their best clothes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think over the years, and that's what you would see in in nineteen ninety nine. You know, that's you'd see that big dynamic. You see the the really poor clothes, and then you'd have the really rich clothes. And then nowadays, it's very neutral. So like the shirt I'm wearing right now, it's like a button up plaid long sleeve shirt. I bought it at Walmart for like eight ninety nine, and those those are typically my favorite kind of clothes to wear because they're like they're very soft, they're like very casual and relaxed. Where I don't ever wear any like super expensive shirts, you know what I mean. And if I wanted to, like I have I have two really good part time jobs. If I wanted to go save up money and buy really nice clothes, I could save up money and go buy. really nice clothes, but I don't, you know, so you see, you see over the years that that clothes like kind of neutralize themselves and, and that the really rich people stopped wearing suits and ties. And then the really poor people were able to get, you know, maybe clothes like, like I said, from Walmart that are, are at least neutral. And mm-hmm. there's, you can't actually see a difference. But as far as you were saying about leading worship, I think if you feel bad for wearing just a t-shirt, and like basketball shorts and flip-flops or something to lead worship with a guitar and sing. Then that's okay because you're actually making a presentation of yourself, right? And you're representing not only yourself, you're representing the church in a way. And you're in, you know, indirectly kind of, uh, representing God. You know, you're ushering people into his presence per se, um, being a worship pastor. So I don't think there's anything wrong with, ha- with feeling the need to dress up. To well, lead worship? the way
1: I think of it, though, is some of the most powerful times that I've had a worship set or a worship service has been like at a f- church camp atmosphere, where everybody's in their uh, you know athletic shorts and a t shirt because and sweaty it's sweaty
0: so and yeah, just got yeah. just got off the volleyball court.
1: But, some, but those have been the most. And there's, there's different reasons why they've been most powerful is because you've separated yourself from. All the other junk that we cloud ourselves with and not focus on God. And so I was reading this, this verse because it talks about – what's it talk about? It, it, I mean it just talks about the clergy attire, which I, I see myself as when I'm on Remember stage. the
2: clergy.
1: Well, when I'm on stage, I'm representing the clergy atmosphere, the clergy style, I guess. And so um, on page 154, it quotes a verse, uh, Luke 20:46, And – Pretty much what it's saying is that um, people are wearing these special – it says beware the people that are wearing the special garments, the special robes, um, walking around, um, getting praise and getting the best seats in the banquet. And, and so they're in public. They're dressing like a priest so people know who they are, and they're using that position, and it says that they will be
0: – Right, and they wore priestly garments, and so they're dressed. They're wearing these priestly garments out in the public – and, and
1: it's basically saying that these people are cancer because they're using their position and they're showing off their position by the clothing that they wear of who they are. But they're actually just using that to better their themselves. And the Bible says that they will – these men will be punished most severely. That's crazy. So, yeah, it's just – there's there's so much responsibility. If you call yourself a clergy, I think the Bible says you're double accountable to things. Right, are.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, – Yeah, it's it's it happens all the time where people use that position of a pastor to.
2: Well, you still see it nowadays too. You know, it didn't just happen when the Bible was written, and it didn't just happen in 2002 when the book was written. You know, like I mean, think of someone with a doctor, a doctorate. What do they like to tell people? Their name is Doctor Doctor So and So. So -so. (laughs) Right, right. So it's kind of the same thing. They like that. uh... They like the titles. They like the titles. And with the titles comes money. Sorry,
0: right? I had to go on a sidetrack. So there, we have this professor at my school, and uh, she doesn't have her doctorate yet; she only has her master's. So she goes by Master. Oh and no! So, and so. Yeah. Oh talking <laughs> about titles,
1: pastors that they have their doctorate, and so on their church oh, yes. sign that says Doctor, yep, whatever, Pastor. Yep. And you're just like, I don't want to. I don't even want to talk to you. You're, yeah,
2: like he's obviously full kind of, of himself. Person. Yeah.
1: yeah. That just kind of for us now in today's world, we kind of see those kind of people, and we're we're turned off by that. Like, we're not impressed by your titles, you know. We're not impressed by your education, even. I know we we want the hardest workers.
0: We've talked about uh, the costumes in a literal sense. Let's move on to what Dusty and I thought this was about—the figurative sense of the church costume.
1: If I'd read the chapters better beforehand like the synopsis of it i would may, maybe not have expected this to be because i called joe and i said okay we're talking about the figurative costumes that we wear and pretend who we are in church and then later so that's on, how you baited him man. and you did the on switch later on i was like oh wait that is not what this chapter is about <laughs> i just read it so here you go
0: right it, it's actually the literal but let's talk dusty and i psyched ourselves up for this figurative sense so let's talk about that and really, the book started us out uh, talking about Mr. Spudnecker, or whatever his name was. <laughs> and uh talking about how, you know, in the mornings you're getting ready. You're yelling at the kids. You're screaming at your spouse. You're getting ready for church, trying to drive fast. You're, you're speeding fight, to get fighting there. Fighting with
1: your wife on the way to church. Right. You're, speeding, you're in a fight. But
0: then as soon as you pull in that parking lot. you Put your smiles on. Exactly. <laughs> smile. You, you turn on that smile. You step out. And. Hey, brother! How is everything do, going today? Oh, uh, man, I, I'm just amazing. The Lord is blessing
2: us, and we are just having such a good week, and we don't need marriage counseling at all.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Thank
2: you. So that's what we want to talk about. Yes. Well, and I think that's a far deeper issue than the physical clothing, clothing the nice. literal meaning of... Yeah, I
1: think church. most of us, that that people, when we encounter people that feel like that, especially people that listen to maybe this podcast... We encounter those people that literally worry about how you dress, and we're just kind of like, "You idiot!" Yeah. (laughs) So I think
2: it's easy to dismiss, you know. Right. And so,
1: but figuratively, I mean, I still do it from time to time, you know.
2: Everybody has to do it. Yeah. I think everybody has to do it. Now, some people try harder not to do it. So, like, about maybe about a year ago, like last, you know, two summers ago, I just kind of made a deal with myself that you know, if somebody asks me if how my week's going, if it's going really not good Then i'm going to be like eh not so much where before i'd be like man all, everything's awesome you know like you know things were good and <laughs> there's a difference between looking at something positively with a with the optimist mindset and then there, you can look at it pessimistic and there's also a realist kind of way you know like you, there are are good things yeah that went on this week but most of them were not that good you know what i mean so uh, when they get when they come into church everybody thinks that they have to like look all together and they have it all figured out and everything's just great and flowers and bunnies and everything.
1: Well, I was going through a divorce one time and somebody came into the church office. I was actually working on staff at a church and they were like, man, how's it going today? Or how's it going this week? And I was like, in my mind, I wanted, I was like, is, is he just, does he really want to know or is yeah. he just trying to make casual conversation? And so I, I did the whole, man, I'm doing all right, doing good. And. He left and I was just like, man, I wonder what would happen in that conversation if I just opened up and said, here's my life is falling apart. My ministry is falling apart because my life is falling apart. You know, yeah. how different would that have been in that setting? And I don't or, know.
2: or how different would it have been if he actually pressed you on the question and be like, <laughs> are you lying to me? Like I do that to people all the time. Like they, they won't have a smile on their face, but, the, but they'll say, oh yeah, everything's good. And I'm like, tell me the truth. Like I literally have told people that before. Tell me the truth; is everything good? And then most times out of not, they'll be like, "Actually, you know, blah 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 blah." And it's just, you know what what a different culture, a church culture would be if we actually were honest with each other, you know, and right. came, came to church transparent. If we didn't lie, exactly.
1: Well, it's easy to lie Sunday morning because you usually just you got just got to lie to people as you go in and find your seat, and then maybe as you go out, you shake a couple hands, lie to them, and then you're out of there. Yep. When I'm in a house church setting, you know, where we're just kind of having conversations and stuff, it's it's a little harder to just get out of the cuz you're having the same conversation with the same people for about 2 hours at my house, you know, and so it's a little harder to to lie to people for 2
2: hours. Well, and you see them consistently too, so if they notice a difference, you know, it's more likely for them to actually notice than it would be for a a big crowd on a Sunday morning.
1: So, what's the what's the craziest church costume you wore? Joe. Uh,
2: the uh figurative or literal
1: the figurative
2: Ugh, i mean there's there's <laughs> What's all- your
1: deep and darkest secret is basically what
2: I'm asking there's always times like man there's been times where it's it's i'm happy to say it but it wasn't ever a costume because I was always very honest because the people who asked me were actually well I think they were actually you know somewhat involved and intrigued in, of how my life was going because we're you know we're, we're good friends and I can remember people asking me how how i'm like doing and everything and you know how's work and all the small talk stuff which i hate but and then they'll get to like well like how's life like you know how's how's life in general it's like um well i'm having a lot of like issues with you know god and you know how how we relate to god and you know how people can actually talk to god and all this stuff and like is this really what the point of life is kind of thing and very just open and transparent about it which is super healthy i think for people for someone who's going through like a doubting you know, I hate to use the word, but a doubting season, you know, but anyways, I was able to not wear a costume and to strip that costume off. And I was just bare naked before the Lord and my buddy. Heck yeah. Yeah. Just like, like we it. like it. Yeah. But I mean, if, if you would ask me that like five, five years ago, Oh, there's no way I would have, <laughs> you know, been transparent about it. I'd be mm-hmm. like, man, everything's perfect. You it know? takes
1: time in those relationships, right? For sure. Filled.
2: Yeah. Let your guard down a little bit you know build trust and you just see that there's nothing bad that can come out of being honest
1: well I think like with in in our house church setting at least like we've been friends forever and now we're in this time where we're talking about the deeper areas of our life now and there's just a safety there that you don't feel like you're gonna get judged or That you're going to lose friends based on the fact that you struggle with a sin, you know. I don't. Exactly. Not that that would happen on Sunday morning either, but it's just for some reason that atmosphere makes it a little more approachable, I guess.
2: For sure, yeah. I mean, look at what the Pharisees did when when they saw someone in sin, they automatically judged them, you know. And if we're not supposed to be like that, you know, those people, the religious hierarchy or whatever they you know they're referred to as. You know, let's not look at somebody who comes to you and if you ask them, how are they doing? And they tell you, man, I'm really struggling with porn this week or, you know, I cheated on my wife or, uh, the alcohol is super big problem, you know, the last few weeks, you know, like don't judge them, you know, and that sounds so like stereotypical. Like that's what a drug addict would say to somebody like only God can judge me, you know, like, and I don't mean it like that, but you know, you can't. Look at a friend who comes to you and be, is transparent and taking their costume off. you know they aren't coming to you all neat and tight, tied together and everything. You know They're coming to you unraveled and frayed and totally just screwed up, and they need people to look at them and not judge them. You know
1: Well, I, I did notice in the chapter it did talk about how people wear their literal Sunday best to put off that figurative expression. And so they're literally wearing their best clothes so on the outside. They look like they have everything going on together. Everything's together and, um, they could be struggling with something, but you wouldn't be able to tell by the smile, by the way that they dress. You know, if, if the, we, I guess we expect people just to be, uh, look homeless if they're struggling with yeah. poverty issues, you know. Like, so
0: Dusty, are you struggling with something? Because <laughs> I look homeless. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God. Maybe not homeless. Maybe just so,
1: Joe. What has been? You're gonna have not listen to her to our podcast.
0: Yes. So, if you just say listen to her, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just Dusty likes to make up his own words. Joe, I yeah, like too. I do. I know. I, was... I dig
2: that. I dig that.
0: And so, listen to her. All right, <laughs> listen to her.
1: So you've listened and toured
2: our podcast. Your your podcast gallery, yes,
1: gallery. And uh, is, what 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 sections? What what chapters did you like the most so far?
2: Um, on, I honestly, I I like them all. I think it's all <laughs> easy out, right? Oh, I'm
1: blushing. Um,
2: I I specifically like this guy Andrew on the show. Um, I'm just kidding. Wait a minute, no, uh, um, no, I really do like them all, and uh, it's stuff that um needs to be talked about. I think if you're starting to question anything. Um, about the church and what what you guys are you have a podcast dedicated to talking about issues of the church and i think that's awesome so anything that you choose to talk about will be a relevant thing because if it's part of the modern christian church the christian american church then it should be talked about um i specifically uh, really enjoyed um hearing the discussion about having the one lead pastor um or the senior pastor as they called it up to about a year ago, since yeah. 1995, we
1: changed the term so it's not the same thing. Yeah, it's not the
2: same thing at <laughs> all. Oh, yeah, a senior pastor, lead pastor, associate, executive producer of worship. <laughs> Freaking. But anyways, no, because I I don't like the idea of having one pastor. Mm-hmm. I don't like that.
0: Um, well,
1: like most churches don't have like like. They have a youth pastor
2: and a worship pastor. Like, is that what you're talking about? No, like, no I'm, talking kind of, about I'm talking one about one
0: single lead pastor, one pastor over all the other pastors.
2: Not, not only that, but also one pastor that preaches consistently. Okay.
0: Um, the guy
2: who gets up there at least, if there's 52 weeks in the year, he gets up there at least 48 of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and then, you know, and the other two, he's on. He's on vacation or something and so he has the, the not so skilled youth pastor come preach for him. You know?
1: right. The, the B team. Comes yeah, in. yeah.
2: The B worship team, the, the B pastor, you know, and the, the C ushers. So, um, but no, yeah, I like the discussion about that because I don't, yeah, like I said, I don't like the idea of having one guy, um, not only one guy in charge, but one guy speaking his heart about what, what God's been teaching him. Um, I really like the idea of instead having, Multiple people, not even on staff. I mean, all the time people coming up giving testimonies, um, witnesses of God's, you know, goodness in their life. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with not actually having a sermon, you know, um, talking, talking about stuff that's happened during, during your week. You know, pe- random people come up on stage. Talk about what happened during their week, how did God show up during that week? you know how how they went and loved other other people, or how someone came up and loved them from the church and they and they give the person that did that a fifty dollar Amazon gift card you well, know what I mean it's like
1: that's the early church was that style um, that they uh
0: here's an open participatory yeah, yeah. style open exactly.
1: participatory, and like nowadays ch- senior pastors they plan out six months in advance yep. what they're going to talk about. And, when, yeah, I I, bel- I believe that, yeah, that God's putting something on their hearts, you know, especially when it gets closer to time that they – they might do a series that's titled this, but really the message isn't really fit the series, but it just – they made it fit the series. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just that whole, like, what did God speak to you this week, you know, and having that time. And I want to incorporate that in our house church that we have on weekly basis is, hey, man, has anybody given you – a word. Like, I want it, I want to try to somehow make it more open, open share time. You know, yeah. does anybody have a testimony? What's God done in your life this week? And really have that more like where people own it and not just try to get their answers from the guy on stage.
2: Yeah. And that's the thing too. People look to that guy for answers. And so if they say something they don't agree with, you know, by chance, they kind of dismiss him and say, oh, well, he's, who's, who's just wrong about this. Or, you know, they put so much, um, I guess you could say like fame or you know the reverence into the one guy
0: right a celebrity uh, status celebrity
2: status and then you know we hear people you know cheating on their wives or getting you know a male prostitute and doing cocaine like you know that you know a couple big evangel- yeah exactly some big evangelists and and then you know your your whole world is rocked you know and so instead I think the open participation Participatory <laughs> yeah. thing. Like, what if the one pastor got up there every week and talked about his view and his experience with God and scripture and what God has been speaking to him that week? Like, to me personally, I don't think there's any uh, truly objective truth to the Bible. So, like, if you look at any scripture um, it's you're going to look at it through a perspective that you've gained and formed over your entire lifetime. Yeah, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So if one guy gets up there every single time for an hour, you know, and and describes what he sees in Scripture, then I think you're not getting it all. Mm-hmm. You know, you're seeing you're seeing and reading and hearing the Scripture and experience from this one guy, where you could be hearing it from ten different people every week. You know what I mean? And then you you get to form more of a rounded Um, expansive view of god i think you know it all speaks to god's glory and if you have one people one person that had a miracle happen in their body you know they got healed or something and you wouldn't hear that from the one pastor you know necessarily and if you ask any pastor of course he's going to say oh yeah we have we have open mic nights where people share their testimonies and stuff and 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 you ask him how that how often do you do that Uh, like like once a year like on a worship night You know, on the
1: night the pastor can't doesn't have a sermon yeah, yeah, ready. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. Like, yeah, he was on vacation. He didn't have a sermon ready, so he's like, Yo, "Oh, we'll do an open open mic night at worship." Our night. our
1: church, uh, Andrew, our church growing up. Remember, we used to have a favorite hymn Sunday.
2: Yes, <laughs> oh Lord.
1: Who's who has a favorite hymn? I mean, we always, we used to always just pick random numbers, like try to get the guy to sing the songs that we never sing on yep, a Sunday.
2: Yep.
0: And we wouldn't even open the hymnal. We would just say, page 432.
1: We did have one worship guy that would be like, okay, come home, come sing it with me. Like, he would catch on. Yeah.
0: Like, was, like, <laughs> like crap. He knew what you were up to. Yeah. All right, so the, the chapter you're referring to is last week's chapter, chapter 5, The Pastor. Its title is Obstacle to Every Member Functioning. Do you, uh, what do you, I know we didn't really prepare you for this, but do you think the pastor is an obstacle to every member? Um, obstacle to what? Just their functioning. Um, functioning as a body
1: of Christ, uh, functioning in their spiritual life, of spiritual growth.
0: Um, I think obviously he can be,
2: um, and he cannot be, you know? I think it's, it's totally up to the situation, and sometimes you can have, You need, I think, you know, a quote unquote shepherd. Um, you need a mentor, if you, if you will, um, to kind of guide you along, especially if you're a new Christian. Right. And, um, young in your faith, as they say. But I, I don't think that he can necessarily always be a hindrance unless maybe he's keeping you, like, showing you a different way of looking at things than, than really God intended.
1: Well, if you remember, the chapter talked a lot about, like, what you're saying. When you have one person on stage, like, us as Christians, we have access to – the whole point of Jesus coming to earth and dying for us is so that we don't need that mediator anymore. Right. To, to speak to God for us. We don't need that priest that can intercede, intercede for us. But we ourselves, we're now priests. We we can we, – the priesthood of the believer, I think, is We what, can talk to Jesus we ourselves. We can talk to yeah. Jesus ourselves, our God ourselves. And so – but yet now we have this pastor figure and and we tend to not pray first we tend to ask the pastor first what sure. does god want for me you know and i think that's where that book's really going is the pastor does all like you said the pastor does all the speaking there's no time for any there's nobody else in the body of christ surely in the body of christ there's more people that are able to speak and not just speak on the topic that the pastor tells them to speak on but yep. be able to share what god's doing in their life and and that's Andrew and I kind of got in an argument last week, and we—I think I was a little misquoted or a little misunderstood. Like that, I believe the pastor is the CEO role of the pastor that we have today, because the church runs like a small business. Yeah, that role we need—we need a p- pastor. But if we took out the business side of it, and the pastor role would look way different than what it does today.
2: And what if you—what what if you just change the title to financial advisor? <laughs> Right and like not pastor like pastor has to incorporate not only the spiritual leadership but the financial and the business leadership of the whole thing, you know. Like why not just call someone the financial uh, officer and then you have you know the ministry overseer, you know something like that,
0: you know. Yeah, just change the name of it in general. Yeah, I mean, it, right.
2: pastor includes all those things, you know. He has to be the spiritual leader and he has to be the financial and coordinator. He's,
0: and he's the lead servant.
2: So. Yeah, the lead servant, yeah. The counselor.
0: So were there any other um other past podcasts that really stuck out or jump out at you?
1: I think you said something earlier about order of worship.
0: Yeah, I I don't I don't dig that at all either. <laughs>
2: Which uh, we
1: just we just played this morning at a yeah, church. Yeah, and,
2: and not go- I, have, I really do have kind of – it's not a problem worth doing anything about right now, especially since it's not the church I belong to, and I'm not anywhere close to being on staff at a church right now. Yeah. But I do have a problem. It's just – I don't know, man. I just – when I read the Bible and I read Acts and Romans, I don't see the the song – the offering, three more songs, announcements, sermon, see ya. Like I don't see that in acts. Correct. Um I I think I think we stuck with that model because people see that it some it works somewhat. Um like is that why we've stuck for so many years with this three song offering, announcement, sermon, see ya? I think that's patterns. why we've
0: stuck with everything. As it's worked and it still works, why change it?
2: Well, yeah, but I mean, here's here's another question, even and kind of rhetorical, like, how do we know what else works? How do we know that that's not the only thing that works? You know,
1: how do we know when it's not working anymore?
2: Exactly, like, oh, we're just having a slow season season with baptisms, like, or it could just not be working.
1: Or Christianity in general is failing, but our church, we've had a salvation this week.
2: Yeah, like one salvation, and then you're you're like rejoicing about it, which obviously we're not downplaying it, but it sounds horrible.
1: That person still matters.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but like we don't know, like, contemporarily, you know, if there's one thing, or not contemporarily, simultaneously, if there's another church doing the exact same thing as us, except in like, oh, we put the songs at the end. Like, is that really changing? Or or
1: we sing songs in 2000 that were written in 2015, not 2014.
2: Exactly. Yeah. (laughs)
1: That's that's what I think is with the services. It's just silly, you know. It's really based upon music and who can publicly speak the
2: best. It really is, yeah. And the transitions all have to be perfect, you know. And... You have to
1: pray between them. Ugh. Like prayer, prayer transitions drive me insane. Yeah, it's <laughs> like we so we don't want awkwardness, and so we just say a prayer, and it, we're not even really praying to God. I mean, there's a point of it, you know. Like today, I I said a prayer when we finished. And really, it was just like to let people know that we're finished. Is why we do that. Yeah, we are finished singing now. Yeah, here's my prayer. And
0: <laughs> you instead can, of just turning around, walking off, you can
1: have a seat.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: just randomly stop playing and turn and walk off.
2: <laughs> well, and that's the thing. That's why we do that stuff nowadays. Mm-hmm. Because if you didn't do it, people would feel awkward, you know. And mm-hmm. it would just cut out. And that's why we do it because it works and it keeps the the entertainment side of the church, you know, smooth.
1: Well, now we have buffer videos that kind of help people change the, the set, get the, the podium out for the speaker and stuff, where before that, at, I don't know if you remember this, Andrew, at church, or at, a uh, uh, First Baptist, that they, they would, we would say a long prayer, and you kind of have to draw out that prayer as long as it took for those people to set change.
2: Yep, and like <laughs> just make it random crap like, and God, please help the pygmies down in Ethiopia. I, I end up
1: sounding like my seven-year-old son who's praying for the stars and the moon.
2: <laughs> and yep. Just like,
1: what?
0: Well, I don't know if you remember at the beginning of uh, when our church was seated and it, we just started, and we we would do those prayer transitions like that. And uh, I was a stagehand. And I, at one point, purposely went slow to see how long the prayer could keep going. And it just kept going and going.
1: We're not fooling anybody. I mean, just, it's okay to have some silence.
0: Right. Well, we got to wrap this up. Joe. Joe, you like to talk. I know. I'm (laughs) sorry. I know.
1: And when I like to talk and you like to talk, it's not –
0: You
2: get me started on church, and I'll go all day long. Yeah.
0: So could we, but that's why we do chapter by chapter, section by section. Yeah,
2: to keep yourself accountable to time. Right. Otherwise,
0: you'd you'd cover all the chapters in one episode. Exactly. (laughs) Like a a a six-and-a-half-hour episode. Right. It would go on.
1: So what topics do you have on your podcast coming up, Joe?
2: Man, we actually had a couple really good interviews coming up. Um, my friend of mine, Sarah Dinwiddie, she's a, um, author, actually. She has a book out, um, or not out in the publishing process. So we we'll c- kind of talked to her about that. So um, you
1: kind of know somebody that 's somewhat famous, Is
2: oh yeah, that and that 's what we told her too you know when you 're famous you got to remember the first podcast you were on <laughs> when you 're invited to this american life you need the, <laughs> you need to remember the real life podcast, you know, but um yeah, we have her on'm talking about her book and her music, she has an e p out as well, so um that kind of stuff, and we had our recently uh twenty first episode, so that 's a big a big 21. 20? for for, wow. the real, for the real so life did podcast. you guys
1: go get drunk and
2: <laughs> no, well, we, we typically drink a little bit during the show, or at least I do. But, um, no, it, it's fun cause it's like every year we've done the 16th episode. We were like, yo, you know, we got a driver's license. 18th episode, we can buy cigarettes and see R rated movies. 20, <laughs> t- like we didn't do anything special for 20. And usually yeah. that's like a milestone, 20 or 25. Uh-huh. And then 21 we decided, yeah, it's our, our drinking age. Woo. So, <laughs> but yeah, some cool stuff coming up. So stay tuned to the real life podcast.
0: Excellent, we will. Uh, And for all of you, next week we will be going over the Ministers of Music. We're talking about Dusty. That's
1: me, kind of, sort of, now.
0: Now we get a harp on you. You get to talk about yourself, something you'd love to do.
1: Something i love to do. And something that so many people care about.
0: (laughs) Have a good one, guys.
1: Two bros in the Bible belt.